Well, hello there, family. I didn't see you there. Happy Friday to you, family. Allow me to start with an apology. Um, If you've been listening, you know that we're in a series entitled Enough is Enough. Um, Our plan was to bring you a newer episode uh, in the continuation of that series. But in the world of technology, things do not always go as planned. So we will not be bringing you that episode today. Uh, We will be bringing you that episode at a later date. Um, But what we will be doing is actually providing a previous episode to you today. Episode that initially aired on February 21st of 2020 entitled How the Crenshaws Got Their Groove Back. Family, we hope you enjoy. And as always, family, welcome to our journey. Well, hello, family. I didn't see you there. (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Crenshaw Corner. I am Sanchez Crenshaw. It's always being joined by my most magnificent, excellent, gorgeous wife. Come on now. Come on. Bring it. Bring it. Bring it. Hey, everybody. What's going on, family? This is Angela Crenshaw. What is going on? Hello, Angela Crenshaw. Hi, Sanchez. How are you today? I'm great. How are you feeling? I'm doing well. Doing well. You doing good tonight? Doing great. Doing great. You are doing great. I'm great, too. Well, I want to first begin by welcoming the family. Welcome, um, family. You're at the truth table tonight. Ooh. Yeah, the truth Ooh. table. So Ooh. for the family who are not familiar with what I'm saying, <laughs> when you come to the truth table, all you bring is truth. Yeah. You don't bring your feelings. No. You don't bring your emotions. No. And when you leave the truth table, you don't hold grudges. You don't. And you don't take it any of it personal. Nope. That's scary. Yeah, it's really scary. Yeah. Truth table. We've been doing the truth table for years. We have. We yeah. Have. We have well, been doing it for years. We may kind of get into the truth table a little bit. But tonight. I think that if we know the Crenshaw Corner is the is the truth table. I would agree with that. I think that the microphones are the truth table. Our space is the truth table. Yeah. You know, so yeah. Can't really hide behind it. Can Can't you? really hide behind it, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited. I'm so I'm going to do your favorite part of the podcast. Oh, go ahead. I'm not even going to say anything tonight. Because really? you say, you, you say I'll be breaking your heart at this, on this podcast. I don't say you'll be breaking my heart. You'll be like, I've... I'm breaking your heart when I tell you, uh, I don't like something. So carry on. I never on. said you break my, see, don't, don't lie to the family. Okay, go Let's ahead. Let's not start. I know we're at the truth table, so we got to yes. start with truth. That's the truth. Don't lie to the family. That was my perspective. That's what I got from you. But carry on. Oh, well, I can't tell you your perspective's wrong. Thank you. You're go ahead, welcome. carry on. Go ahead, go ahead and do your 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 housewarming, not housekeeping, <laughs> housekeeping, housekeeping rules. Housekeeping. Go ahead, do your housekeeping rules. Go ahead, go for it. So, family, for those who are new to our podcast, um, first of all, welcome. Welcome. Um, if you have not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Hit the button, subscribe, um, people. If you have not left a rating. Go ahead and rate us. Please rate us. Uh, I'm very interested. Actually, we have been getting ratings, though. We have. So far, so good. We've gotten emails. We've, we've gotten, gotten emails, ratings. We've, we've gotten, gotten text ratings. messages and phone calls. We've gotten a lot of good we've feedback. We've got a lot of good feedback. So thank you, feedback. guys. We are growing. We're not going through this. We are growing through this and learning a lot. Yeah. So with that, we are an interactive podcast. Yes, we are. And what that means is that we want to hear from you, family. Yeah. Uh, we, want, we welcome your feedback. We welcome your thoughts. If you have a question, if you have a topic, um, if we said something that you didn't really understand what we meant by it, if you want more clarification on something, Mm -hmm. uh, we'll tell you we're not professionals. We're not Um, your therapist. This is our therapy session. This is our therapy session. (laughs) We don't have all the answers. No. But 20 years of experience does count for something. So a little bit of wisdom. A little bit of wisdom. A little bit of wisdom. We're still working on it. So with the interactive part of the podcast, what we mean is that we want to hear from you. Come on now. Let's hear from you. So there is an email address of the podcast. Mm-hmm. The email address is the Crenshaw Corner yes. at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Once again, the Crenshaw Corner, all one word, at gmail.com. We welcome to hear from you. Come on, family. See, what you, what you that got? That was easy, right? That was good. Did the housekeeping. You did the housekeeping. Got it out the way. You did the housewoman. Did I don't the know housewoman. why I said the got housewoman. The way. Oh, Welcome my God. Family it's so weird. House. It's okay. Come now, on in the room. I got a question for you. Yeah, talk to me. What are we talking about? Listen. So, I was thinking. I, I was thinking about this um, this morning, actually. Okay, cool. Um, I was listening to some other podcasts, because we do. We, we listen do to several podcasts. We do that. Um, and then I was listening to Bishop Jake's. 
my goodness. Love Bishop. And then I was listening to Pastor Furtick, our pastor. Come on now. Love excited. Pastor. Love Pastor love Furtick. Pastor we Furtick. love you. Um, and I was just thinking, listening to all of those. Right. And um, and it was just different series. So it wasn't just, they weren't all talking about the same thing. Okay. But it got me to thinking um, about our marriage. Our about marriage? marriage in general, but our marriage. Okay, cool. Right? Cool. What about our marriage? And I was just thinking, we're in the 20th year. We are. Right? And I think, and I know we, we've discussed this many moons ago. And you were like, babe, no. Because I feel like we're babes in marriage. Like, we're still babies. I know that's hard for you to believe. Okay. And I only say that because I feel like we're just getting into the good stuff of the marriage. Just kind of getting our groove into it. Yeah, we just get in the groove. We're just getting our groove in okay. marriage right now. And I know most people are like, yeah, I've been together 20 years. Josh. But I just felt like, like getting into the groove of what we do. I think that with marriage, there's a, there's a, there's a groove that happens after a certain amount of time. Stella, get your groove back. Stella, get your groove back. Crenshaw's get your groove back. Hello. That's Come the on, name somebody. of the podcast. Come on. That's the name of this episode. Crenshaw's get, Crenshaw's your, groove, get your groove, groove back. back. That's the name <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> but I just think that there's a there's a groove that we're in now, right? And I think that, and I know you're giving me that disagreement face. We'll talk about it. But I think that the first 20 years was to get us where we are today. Okay. I think that in our beginning of our marriage, we were learning each other then we were loving each other of course and liking each other but then we were raising children we did right we were paying bills a lot of those a lot a lot of bills a lot of bills um we were in college we went to college both of us went to college and went back to school um we were doing things so i so and I don't feel that we were in the groove that we're in now. And of course we've grown and we're in a different place, but I'm right. talking about like the marriage groove because we were so busy in the doing groove, but I feel like now we're in the marriage groove. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Like, are you following me no, or I'm, you? I'm, I'm following you, but um, what's, the, what's the question though? What's the, what's How, the topic? Do you feel that we're in the groove or do you feel like we were always in the groove? Or were we in doing and now we're in the married groove now that the children are out of the home? Because the goal for us was never to be strangers right. when we became empty nesters, right? And so and that was kind of difficult because we had so much going on with you working all the time and just everything. So my question is like, are we? Do you believe that we're in the groove right now? That we're better than we've ever been before, and are we not just like yeah? Are we in the okay. marriage groove? I get it now. Okay, it sounds confusing. I think it's no, a little it, bit no, confusing. It doesn't sound maybe. confusing. It doesn't count, okay, sound go confusing. Okay, I go understand. Ahead. I think okay. So for me, right? I think now we're. I would say now we're living. Okay. So I'm going to equate what it to. What were we doing before? The first 20 years we were surviving. Okay, come on, somebody. Come on, preach. You better, you need tithes and offering for that. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to say, and I'm going to take your question and I'm going to flip it just, I'm going to tweak it just a little bit. Whatever you want to. And I'm going to say for the first 19 and a half years. (laughs) The last six months we started living? Last six months. (laughs) So I'm going to say the the first 19 and a half years we were in survival mode. Oh, survival or experimental mode, maybe? Um, More survival mode. So more survival mode. Okay, go ahead. And the reason I say that because at that time and once again all transparency yeah um, letting people behind the, the curtain mm-hmm. um and most people don't know when they look at us but we are a blended family mm-hmm. so yes we have four children four amazing four children amazing that we yes. both love with everything and i yes. will hurt somebody over my kids all of them yes but biologically all four kids do not belong to us biologically. Mm-hmm. So my three sons are biologically Angela's. And my daughter is biologically his. So when we came together, first of all, and once again, I, I, I mentioned this in a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. I was 13 when we got married. We t- okay. So you had her when you was 11? Huh? Yeah, I did. I had okay, her. Okay, yeah, I was, I was out there working young. I'm pretty sure. I was out, I was out there making moves <laughs> Pretty sure young. she'll be happy about that. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. No, uh-huh. but. So we came together as a blended family. We did. Uh, which in itself brought a lot of different adversities. Yeah. Um, dealing with, and, and then again, you and I were, we were raised totally different. We right. had a different mindset on life. Yeah. Um, your perspective on life was so much different from right. my perspective on right, life. Right, right. So in our first 20, in that first 19 and a half years, mm-hmm. a lot of that time was learning each other. And yeah. so we had to learn on the job. Yeah. Because with our kids. On the job training. On the job training. 
Now, let me just say this before you finish that sentence. There are people right now clutching their pearls. Like, okay, I never yeah. knew that they were a blended family. That was on purpose. That was on purpose. We raised our family on purpose exactly that exactly that because way. Because we, we, as a couple, we decided a long time, time ago, ago, we don't do step. Yes, no. There's no such thing as a stepmom or stepdad or my or my stepsons. There's no such thing no as such that. No such things. And I, and, and I think people need to understand there was never a need for me to step into my daughter's mother's shoes she had those good she she was a, she's a phenomenal mom so i don't have to step into her shoes and there was no need for sanchez to step in the dad's shoes because phenomenal dad so it wasn't like i need to step in and do this and i think that was a problem we had with that word step yeah we don't need to step in anybody's shoes their parents they have amazing parents yeah. we're and all you know and we just we just raised them and plus for we're us parents. and once again our perspective right for us Adding that step to it, yeah, diminished who you are in that person's life to to us. Once to again, us, just to us. This is our thought process. Everyone yes, doesn't have to agree with it. Please don't send a thousand emails clutching your pearls. But to us, it did. Yeah. And so for me, my sons are my sons. My daughter is my daughter. When That's I talk it. about my sons, I'm talking. When I talk about my kids, I don't distinguish. Right. In all honesty, I'll let you on a little secret. I like my youngest son more than I do all my kids. <laughs> I do. I, I love them, but my youngest son. Which is weird because the kids think that they try to tell us who our favorites are. Yeah. And I say I don't have any favorites. You do. I don't have favorites. You do. Who do you think is my favorite? That oldest is always your he favorite. He's not my favorite. The oldest is always your favorite. Always I don't, has I been. Think, always I think, will be. I think I love them equally. No, you don't. I, because I, I don't I don't treat them equally the same, but I do don't, love them equally. You don't. It's impossible. It's impossible. Ha. Okay. Okay. We'll say this. I don't have favorites. That's a lot too. But hold on for a second. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So I'm gonna state a very unpopular opinion. Okay. And I'm going to burst a lot of people's bubbles. Don't most, burst mine. We have a problem here. Who always say, "I love my kids equally," and and it's not <laughs> possible. And here's why. It does not take away from the love of your kids. Yes, you love all of your kids. Yes, I do. However, my babies. Because they are people, you have preferences. People have a preference yeah. of who they want to be with, who they want to deal with, what type of personality um, they click with. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a preference. And because all your children are different, yes, they you prefer. Are. One kid over the other. And you have to love your kids. You can't love your kids the same way because they're not the same people. Man, listen. The way you I don't love, have a favorite. You do have a favorite. It's your oldest. oldest. Ask any of your kids. <laughs> because I think my kids, they don't know better. Whatever. I think you probably turned them against me on that subject. Whatever. Whatever. Anyway. Auntie who? So, coming into the situation, once again, as a blended family. Yeah. Um, once again, and I'm going to burst some other bubbles that people don't know Mm. you're my second wife i am i was married before he was for 24 hours a little more than 24 (laughs) hours but i got married very young you did um and so that means you were married at 10 i was married if you married me at 13 oh you were married you got married at nine yeah my parents signed the permission twice twice okay great good good to hear that good to hear it i was young and in that particular situation, I did not marry the person. I married the concept of the person. I think you married the memory because you were high school sweethearts. I did. We were middle school middle slash school, high school, school sweethearts. sweethearts. Yeah, I think you married um, the memories. And I married the memory of who she used to be mm-hmm. and the concept of who I thought she was. Yeah. But the who she actually was was so much different than the concept. Gotcha. We'll get in. That's a story for another time. Yeah. So there's a lot of, I mean, this is a truth table guy. So I know there's a lot of pearls being clutched tonight. They clutching pearls tonight. They are. So (laughs) with that being said, so once again, coming in as a blended family. Yeah. Coming in with, I was your first marriage. You were my second marriage. Yeah. You were my one and only. Yeah. I I brought baggage in from that. Yeah. Um, And so, and then again, the age difference. Yeah. Um, you were already fully established in life. Yeah. Um, you had a very, you had a strong plan yeah. of where you wanted to be, where you were going. Mm-hmm. I've never had a plan. <laughs> um, I don't Do even... you plan now? That's the question. No. So you don't plan? No. Well, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so that's how the topic. do things get going? You do it. <laughs> I don't plan anything. 
But you, but you're strategic though. Like I'm, you, I'm very strategic. Yeah. Once the plan is there, boy. Yeah, now, once it's, you, it's, once, once you give me the outline of the plan, I'll make it's it going worse. down. It's going but now, down. You're looking at me to sit down and create the plan. <laughs> we got a problem out here. Well, that's another conversation we'll discuss. Yeah, and yeah. that's and that's really because of my upbringing. We we were not playing people. We were you. It was living by the seat of our pants at the time. Mm, I've always been a planner. So you have once again, you have a blended family. You have an age difference. You have someone who's a planner. You have someone who just flies by the seat of their pants. Mm-hmm. That and, wasn't me, by the way. I ain't flying no, nowhere was, by no seats of no yeah, pants. Yeah, for the longest time, I if it felt right, I did it. Yeah. And we'll work out the consequences later. That is the truth, yeah, people. For the longest time. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I lived. And so we had, a, we had a lot of balls in the air, a lot of juggling. Yeah, we did. And there were a lot of adult situations that I walked into marrying you, and I wasn't sure if I was ready to be an adult at that time. Yeah. Well, I think even, not even that had anything to do with age. I think for a long time you didn't want to be an adult. Like, yeah, I you still, know. I'm still trying to figure out how I can stop being <laughs> one now. Like, like for real, for I think too, not even that, being but. Being an adult is overrated. Try, is, is it? Is it's so it? overrated. I think too, trying to figure out. In the midst of all of that, we had kids who were in different things. So we were yep. driving everywhere. One kid is dancing. One kid is is a, one is an actress. One kid is in trouble. One kid is in trouble. One kid is feeling one, left out. One kid is doing this. So it's like one kid. Once we get one kid right, another one go crazy. You know what I'm saying? Once I get right, then you go crazy. Yep. Once you get right, I go, go crazy. crazy. So you know. So it was. Be the best family ever when I think about that thought yeah. process. But anyway, um, um, first but year it was, of our marriage, um, yeah. family, she threw her ring at me. I did. She threw her ring at me. I had enough yeah. first year. We knew divorce was never an option. But I didn't know violence was on the table. Though. <laughs> because you were getting on my, you just ooh, you ooh. almost cursed. Ooh, <laughs> you almost laid your Christian uh, down. You almost cursed. Oh my goodness! But we grew. We, we grew. Did. We grew. So that's why I go back to our first nineteen. I'm not gonna say a full nineteen, but the very the first part of our marriage yeah we survived yeah because there was so much going, going on. on we mentioned in the previous podcast um we had a, a unfortunately early part of our marriage a lot of people got sick yeah a lot of people passed away yeah um there was stints where you wasn't working there was stints where i wasn't working there was, there was stints where, where we, we both, both were not work. working um we had kids in trouble we had kids out of trouble we had kids doing things we had people involved in our marriage that shouldn't be involved in our marriage we had outside forces trying to pull our marriage apart everything everything so for the first part of our marriage we were just trying to be married yeah we were just trying not to divorce trying to stick together trying to figure this thing out trying to weather all the storms and trying not to um like cash and i our life insurance policies yeah yeah, right. Try, yeah. I was trying to let you live. That I was, I was trying, I was to, let trying you live. not to bury you in the backyard. Yeah, I mean, these are things that we were trying. People, I don't yeah. want y'all to try what we're doing. We're just saying this is what we were trying now, to do. I'm gonna take something back. Then I did have one plan. What that was? How to bury you in the backyard, convince the kids that you had ran off with somebody, mm-hmm. and just take the insurance money. Me and the kids go live off somewhere. I did. I did work oh, out that plan. You're gonna take my kids and use my money. They're my kids. I was going. They was going with me. I understand, but you're gonna take all my kids and use yeah. my money. They were going with me. Huh? That's interesting. Funny. I don't think they would have believed it. Funny sidebar. Oh my god. Funny sidebar. Go ahead. Our kids have always said, which is crazy. This is which weird. Is crazy people. This is weird. People. But our kids have always said, if you and I would ever split up, they going with. They're him. all going with me. I found that hilarious. Why are you quiet? Do anybody hear that silence? Did y'all hear that? You could hear a <laughs> pin drop just now because he said I'm just that. Saying. That's ridiculous. No. I, I roll my eyes every day. Like, are y'all serious right Actually, now? Actually, you don't really know how to roll your eyes. I do know how to roll my eyes. You blink really hard. Same thing, same premise. That is you not know that your eyes. once I because it, really it's not the rolling of the eyes. It's the rolling of the eyes with the turning of the head. That lets you know someone's rolling their eyes. So mm. you know, so I know how to roll and turn my head. Okay. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. So listen. So we get to that part, and so you're saying that we were surviving. We were so surviving. now we're beginning to live this marriage. Now we're live, beginning to live our marriage. Li- live our marriage. Now because now we finally got to the point where whatever happens with our kids happened. Mm-hmm. All of our kids are grown. Are grown. Yes, they um, are grown. Our youngest is 22. 
She's 22. She's 22, about she, to be 23. 22. That's our youngest. So um, all our kids are doing well. Yes. Um, They're walking their own journey. Can we just journey. say that? Can we give yeah. a clap? My all our kids all our kids are doing well. Are doing well. They're walking their journey. It's not our journey to yes. walk. Yes. Um, and they're they're doing well. They're good human beings. Our parents are our parents. Yeah. Um, of course, we're dealing with seasoned parents. Seasoned parents. Things come with that. Yeah. Um, financially, we're not what we need to be. We are so far. But we're so far from what we used to be. Yeah. Like, to the point I'm proud to, to be beat where we are right yeah. now financially. So, we're we're okay now. Yeah. We still have our problems. Like I said, like I said, family, we're not trying to convince you that we're perfect. No. We're not trying to convince you that we have this all together. If I'm honest with you, we got into a tiff even right before we start doing this podcast. Oh, my this goodness. Evening. So, so yeah, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. I made a statement to my wife that she didn't agree with and she got into our feelings a little bit and whatever it went from there because this is the thing i as long as you can hear i'm okay with it i wasn't like rolling my eyes when you said it i listened to you wholeheartedly i was letting you hear my perspective of what you were saying yeah you really didn't listen wholeheartedly because it's hard to listen wholeheartedly when as somebody's talking you're rebuting what they're saying as they're saying it i didn't rebuke you You, you, i did i didn't rebuttal or rebuke no you did i did not i didn't i just told you how i felt you may have felt that way yeah but once again though okay typically this is how i I know it's hard for you And, but typically, this is how a conversation okay, goes. Okay, tell me, tell me, tell okay. me, tell me, tell me, tell me. Conversation 101. 101. Go ahead, go so, for it. So, person A says something. Person B does not say anything until person A finished speaking. Mm-hmm. Once person A finished speaking, person B then speaks. Person A remains quiet until person B finished speaking, and then they take turns back and forth. Okay. That's typically how a conversation how it goes. goes. However, however... A conversation with Angela Denise goes, <laughs> I start talking, and before I can get half my sentence out, Angela starts talking over what I'm saying and just tears apart what I'm saying as I'm saying it. <laughs> no, because this is the thing, babe. No, no, no. Some I don't do it all the time. I do it sometimes, not all the time, I'll be honest. But I but sometimes it's I'm thinking, I'm like, let me say this because I'm gonna forget it. It might be rude. Sometimes I, I feel it could sometimes? be it, it could be rude sometimes. It could be rude. But I'm just saying honestly, I'm just like I need to get this out of my head. So, okay, to you. so here's my question then. Yeah. So if you're saying, Okay, I need to say this before I forget it, and that's what you're concentrating on, are you truly listening even to what I'm saying? Yeah, I, how? I, I see Houseway. How Houseway. <coughs> I'm so sorry, guys, he made me cough. Because listen. I'm good like that. Okay, so you you're formulating your <laughs> your wow. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm understanding correctly. I just want to make sure you got me stuttering over here. You got me stuttering right now. I'm like Moses. I'm stuttering. Okay, go carry on. Carry on. So what you're telling me is that even before I finish my mm-hmm. thought, mm-hmm. you're already formulating your answer to a thought or a statement that I haven't even completed yet, and therefore you feel a need. To respond to a statement that I haven't finished making yet. Is that what you're saying? Because we're living now. We're married now. I can feel your spirit. I see what I feel like I know what you're about to say so because a, I feel it. You're a mind reader. Out I'm here. a mind reader. And I feel I'm, I'm just your mind reader. So I, mm. I'm like, I know because once you honestly say just once you get started, I already know what bridge you about to jump off. I already know it. And I'm like, whoa. Are you sure about that? Yeah. Okay. So when you did that, I already knew the bridge you was going to jump off on. Oh, okay. And I just wanted, I didn't want you to jump. I just wanted you to stay on the bridge. And I. Is that what we're going with? I feel good. Let's get back to marriage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's get back to marriage. Okay. Let's get back to marriage. Yes, All right, family. Yes. So, so once again. So yes. So, okay. So listen. Go ahead. So we know that we're saying now that we're beginning to live. Finally, I, beginning to live. To live. And I mean. Okay, family, we were living before. We just talking about we were surviving. Right. We were surviving the bills. We were surviving family. We were surviving raising children. Surviving the kids. Surviving. And and not only that, but I think we were also like, how do we not lose ourselves? And, you know. In the midst of it. In yeah. the midst of it. So that when they do go away, like now, I don't be looking at you like, so you don't like the color yellow? You. And I think. 
I think that's one of the things, and not saying couples don't do it, mm-hmm. but the couples that we've encountered yeah. really don't have this conversation. One of the conversations you and I had very early in our marriage is mm-hmm. that we want to make sure that when the kids are gone, we're not strangers. We're not strangers. Because we've seen had a lot to. of couples where yeah. after the kids are gone, they turn to look at each other and they don't know the person is sitting beside them. Right, or the person laying next to them. Yeah, and we never wanted that to be the case. No. So I think one of the things we did, I'm not going to say I think I know, one of the things we did throughout the chaos is that we always fought to have that. To have that part we of us. We always fought to make sure that when the kids are gone, when it's just you and I, when we're empty nesters, yeah, that we would never look at each other as a stranger right. and have to relearn everything about each other over again exactly and it doesn't mean that we didn't grow that we didn't change because we did but we made it a we made it a point to know that change to know the change angela to know the change sanchez it was important because i just like you said didn't want to come in the house one day and be like who are you yeah and i think from what i've seen uh, once again i'm speaking from my perspective um, very small sample size of the couples I know, the people I've interacted with. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak to marriage as a whole. Mm-hmm. But we've seen it time and time again. Yeah. Where couples really don't know each other. Yeah. And they lose that. They because they get caught up in I gotta pay the bills. I gotta make sure this. I and, and we've kind of talked about this before between mm-hmm. you and I, is that we're so busy trying to take care of each other. Right. That we're not taking care care of of each other. other. The very people that we're trying to take care of, the very people that we're not taking care of. Exactly. I remember the analogy of sitting at when you you first start dating. Just think about this guy. So you first start dating. And remember, everybody, you sit, you got a booth and y'all sitting on the same side. Like that used to irk me sometimes. This going to a restaurant and the couple is sitting in the booth together. If you don't get on that other side of that daggone table. Why they irking you though? I don't know if they young young love. That's that young love. (laughs) That's young love. So remember guys, they did that. And then after that, after a while, they moved from that to sitting right next to each other. Like. He would be at the end and, sh- and she would be right there. Across and from each other. Across from each other. Not right. across, but no, like right oh, next. okay. Corner to side, gotcha, right? Gotcha, so gotcha, gotcha, He's on the front so, part and right. she's on the corner, right? And they're, and they're just looking in each other's eyes. They can do da-da-da-da. And then after a while, as time go on, as kids get older and right. kids need more and kids come into the lifestyle and bills start coming and issues start coming, they move from the booth to the corner to sitting across from, from each other, Right. right? And at the point that they do that, it is a table that sits size four people. So it's they're not that far from each other when they're across from each other. You understand? But as time goes on and time goes on and situation and circumstances and sickness and, and everything that starts happening, this four seater table becomes like a 12 seating table with them at two different ends and everything else is in the middle. And what they started with of sitting in the same booth, life took over i got you and it just made them further and further apart and so our goal i believe was to always have the capability to be in that seat together in that booth together like the young lovers who worked my nerves when they used to do it at the (laughs) restaurant but that was always our goal because i just didn't want to stand up and have to yell across the table to a can you pass the song right a can I get the ketchup? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you have to fight through children, sick parents, bills, job, sickness, disease, and all those things just to bring me the ketchup. Yeah. I didn't want that. So we wanted to make sure that we did that. And that was hard. It was. But one of the things, remember, I used to always tell the kids, mm-hmm. you come first. Yeah, we did. You come before everything. We did. My my structure has always been God, <laughs> myself, my wife, Everything else. Everything else. Everything else. They used to crack the kids up. Yeah, because I was just, I just <laughs> tell my kids, I will I will fight people over my wife, including you. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. Yeah, don't don't do that. That's don't do it. She my wife before she your mama. Yeah. And, and that, I will and that's fight bad. you over my wife. Because we knew, especially with the guy the boys, soon as they get that first little girlfriend. Oh, they gone. It's gone. They're Broke gone. my heart. One by one they just left me. Yep. I, I used to be like coming. super mom and I was so wonderful and they just like poof left. So Let's let's talk about that for a second okay. because we, we're talking about twenty years of marriage. Yeah, we're talking about we're now in our groove, and we're in our groove. We're in our groove. We're in so our groove. 
hold on, let's back up for a second. What is being what does being in the groove look like and what does it mean to you? Being in the groove is we always had fun anyway. But now we have ridiculous fun. We don't have to worry about, okay, do we gotta take somebody somewhere? Oh Lord, who got home? Is they gonna get home? Is dinner you know, those things we barely go my God. Yeah. We barely go food shopping, people. I don't care, roll your eyes, whatever. We barely go food shopping. Our food shopping bill is a miracle it really is. by itself. So getting our groove back is getting to doing things just for us and just because and not having to answer to anybody. Because you can say what you want, parents, but you answering to them kids. Yeah. You disappear for a minute. You ain't cook nothing. Focus asking questions. If, if you ain't home, they want to know where you at. All those things. But we didn't have to answer to anybody anymore or answer for anybody anymore. Right. It's just us and it's amazing and now we get the opportunity to really use our gifts and talents right and to really and i'm not saying people that you can't do that while you have children a family sickness disease and bills you can do it all whatever i'm every woman hear me roar whatever i got you but what i'm saying is that we get to do that i get to really now see your gifts your writing skills your spoken word and all of those things that make you sanchez that i seen in the beginning that kind of went to the back for a little while because we were doing what we we were doing. We were being parents. We were adulting. And now I get to see you in full bloom. You know what I'm saying? And, I, and I'm in awe of what you can do. And I'm in awe of your mind and the way that you think. And no that I was not always in awe of you. Right. But now it's, un, I don't know, it's not tainted with everything else. Like gotcha. you got a thought and you're like, hold on, babe. No, boy. No, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> no, no, you cannot go outside. Okay, baby, what would you say? You know, like, we don't have that. And we can have real conversations. And it's not about the kids. So then, I got a question. Go for it. All right. Because we have listeners who are at the stage that we are now where empty nesters and they have the opportunity to sit down and talk and really know each other unfiltered. We have those. Yeah, that's what Uh, I was looking for. Unfiltered. And we also have listeners who are in the midst of it now Mm -hmm. where they have the little kids. They have they have the soccer practice. They have the PTA meetings. Yeah. They have the trying to get kids in a bed on time and still try to have five minutes for your spouse. Mm -hmm. We have listeners who are in that stage of life now. So my question to you is, what would your advice be to that to that person now that's 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 their season? Mm-hmm. What would be your advice to them that while they're in this season, they keep their to keep their sanity while they're in that season? Embrace it, enjoy it, don't rush it. I think that where we lose our sanity is because we're always rushing, rushing them to put them to bed, rushing them to you know to to get them ready for school. It's always a rush thing, and I'm not saying that. It's not going to be rushed, but in the midst of that, enjoy that. Take a little bit of time to enjoy that. In the confusion is joy. In the confusion is peace. I believe that. You know, the Bible says, take your ordinary life and make it extraordinary. That's what the Bible says. That's not my word. That's what God says. And so the ordinary of washing your dishes, the ordinary of cleaning your house, ordinary of doing what you need to do for your kids is extraordinary because I promise you what I know to be true is that season goes by so fast there is no way in the world me and you are sitting here with a 35 year old a 31 year old a 26 year old and a 22 year old that even as it's rattling off of my tongue i'm like what and if that's not enough family in april we're about to be grandparents we're about to be grandparents first grandbaby yes we're about to be Great. So we're so excited. But the thing is, embrace. I think we're so busy wanting to rush that. Yeah. You know, I, I can't wait till they get this age. Or I can't wait till they go to bed or I can't wait. Because the last 20 years seems like the last two years. It's yeah. just, it was crazy when by so quick. Yeah, it was. And and like I said, not saying that we have all the answers, not saying. But what I would say is that even though, yes, we've had fun over these last 20 years, we've you're an amazing wife. I'm an extraordinary husband. Oh, you couldn't oh. do any better than me. If oh, wow. Tried. Humble. Um, I'm just saying. Humble. If you sat down with a science project and tried to build a husband, you couldn't build a <laughs> husband better than me. Hello. Hello. Yes, hello. Ma'am. Hello. Yes, ma'am. 
Speak oh, to I'm the sorry. family. I'm sorry. It's I'm not sorry. about you. Okay, I'm sorry. Talk to the family. Talk to the family. I'm sorry. What What was I saying? I don't know. I was so caught you up in so, yeah, You were so I'm caught so up caught in your amazingness, but, uh, but okay, whatever. What I'm saying, no, I remember what I was saying. Uh, digress. Go ahead. Go ahead, My advice is that do not wait. Yeah. Do not wait until the kids leave the house um, to start dating again. Yeah. Start. I, anytime I have a conversation, I have the privilege sometimes of having conversations with other married men, uh, men that are looking to get married. Uh, I have the privilege of talking with them. And one of the things I always say to them, especially for any man that's kind of at a place right now in their life where they're questioning why they with this particular person mm-hmm. or, or they're they're str- not not saying that they want to leave or not saying they're divorced and anything like that but they're struggling with you know where they are in life what's going on i always tell them to stop for a minute mm-hmm. and remember why they fell in love with their spouse in the first place what was it about her that made you love her what was it about her that the first time you told her you loved her or mm-hmm. the first or what made you ask her to marry her to marry you I always tell them to go back to that place. Yeah. Remember, because before she was before she was mommy, before she was wife, before she was all of that, before she was all of that, she was your girlfriend. She was the she was the woman that kept you up at night. Mm -hmm. She was the woman that you couldn't wait to talk to her. She was the woman that you you know, cancel plans with your guy friends or cancel plans with your family right. because you wanted to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. But now we put all these labels. Now she's became wife. Now she became mother. Now she became a dependent. Mm-hmm. Now she's be- on the tax. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now she became the beneficiary of your life, life insurance, insurance. policy. <laughs> You know, now she's became all these. Now she's became, you know, and and when I say this, please don't think I'm being disrespectful. But now she's became maid. Now she's became cook. Now she's became all these things. Yeah. And she ceased being your girlfriend. She ceased being the person that you were chasing. Mm -hmm. Because what I found out a lot of the times is that your wife goes from the person that you were chasing to the person you're running from. Mm hmm. And that never works. It never works. It never works. You have to always be chasing. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, I wish we would have understood that. A little bit better. A little earlier. Yeah, I believe where, so too. Because in all honesty, you don't have to wait until the kids leave. No. To be empty nesters. No. Because they get to a certain point where they really take care of themselves. And I know we don't like talking about that. I know we like feeling needed and I know we like mm-hmm. wanting to be the center of their little universe and we want to <laughs> we want to do all these things because right. it, it's self-gratifying to us and we have this little life that's dependent on us and so on and so forth. But then we lose ourselves in that process. Yeah. We I'm sorry, go ahead. We we lose ourselves in the laundry. We lose ourselves in the pillet paying the bills. We lose ourselves in the PTA and all those things. And and we only conversate. And this is where he's saying we wish we would have learned a little bit early. Because even when we used to go out to dinner, the conversations were still about, about the, the kids. kids. Our conversation like, was always centered around these kids. This kid got to do this. This kid didn't did that. Yes. What are we going to do with this kid? What this kid? It yeah. was our conversation was always centered, centered around the kid. So at that point, we could have stayed home and just cooked dinner. I'm not going to spend $120. And we're going to be talk, having the same conversation. It was never about our aspiration, our dreams. It was all about their aspiration, their dreams, and what they wanted and what they were going to do and how we were going to get them there. Right. And I think in the middle, about the 10th year of our marriage, we knew, um, yeah. Yeah, this ain't really working. This anymore. ain't working for us. This is not working for us. And we, we were trying to do it before, but we really were planning at that point. We were making it a a routine a conscious that, decision a conscious decision at some point we made yeah we made a more conscious decision we did that we are going to work at our marriage at our marriage that we were not just we were not just going to be married yeah but we were going to work at our marriage because marriage. marriage hard yeah and, and marriage is not only hard but marriage is w-r-r-k Marriage is work. It's work, right? It's and work. so, and I thought, I thought, and I think also that's why we decided to do that for the kids as well, to show them that you can't make a person or 
the center of your attention. I think that's what we decided that you will go do things with your guy friends. I will go do things with my girlfriends. And then we would do always do things collectively together because if we didn't, we were just showing them that the whole world was just revolving around one person. And that was difficult. Sidebar. We sidebar. Sidebar. Mm -hmm. So because, because we've been married for 20 years, uh, we're going to, this is our, we're going into our 21st year, which mm-hmm. is crazy when you think about it. Right. We've had a lot of conversations over the years. Yeah. Uh, we've had some good conversations. We've had some not so good conversations. Mm-hmm. We've had some screaming matches. Yeah. Um, you've laid down your religion a couple of times. I you've have. cussed at me. Mm, um, I've you, never done that to her. The devil is um, a lie. This is the truth table. But you know. So I have a question. Just mm-hmm. curious. You got a lot of questions tonight, bro. I do. I just got a couple. I'm going to find some for you in a minute. I but go ahead. Question. Carry so, on. Typically, okay. whenever you have a conversation with somebody, mm-hmm. you've already had that conversation with yourself first. Mm-hmm. You've kind of already played out how you want to start the conversation. I mean, especially if it's a person that you know well, you kind of know mm-hmm. how they're going to reply and what okay. they're going to say. So you you play their part of the conversation as you're playing your part of the conversation. So... For you, what does that inner dialogue sound like? So if you have something to talk to me about, so if if it's something, you know, when women do to men all the time that we hate to hear those words, we need to talk. (laughs) You don't like to hear the words. I hate those words, Because the issue with you is the moment I said we need to talk, no, no. I'd be like, babe, we're going to talk. We're going to get home. He's like, no, tell me now. Tell me now. I'm like, no, we're going to talk when we get home No, man, because that's a whole setup. It's not a That's setup. That's a whole setup out here. Baby, how's that a setup? Because nothing ever comes good after those words, it does. man. We've had plenty, baby. I didn't talk to you. Good thoughts. Good conversation. Man, no. Nah. No. No. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. So my question is this. So before we get to that point of you having... Yeah. First, have you had that inner dialogue with yourself before you even come to me and talk to me? And if so, what is that inner dialogue like? And oh, with that an being and. said as okay. well... All right. As you're having that inner dialogue, is it more individually focused or is it more marital couple focused? And what I mean by that, when you're having that inner dialogue, Mm -hmm. are you trying to figure out how the best that you can win this conversation Mm -hmm. or are you really looking at, well, I need him to get something out of it. I need to give something to it. So am I making sense? You're making sense. Uh, Let's just say this. Now, I can be immature. And I can have a conversation with you and and at that point only be thinking of myself. Okay. Right? I can do that. You know? And I say immature because that means I'm gonna I'm about I was gonna I'm gonna be real, real petty right. with my conversation, right? I'm just being honest. Um, the majority of the time when I come and I wanna talk to you about something, I do have inner dialect. And the reason why, because I wanna make sure, because I know who you are, and depending on how I come to you, is gonna is gonna what kind of product i'm gonna get from you okay put it like that so if i come to you a certain way you have a tendency of shutting down i'm gonna shut it all the way down yeah and then we're not gonna have any conversation right so i have to make a decision is this a conversation where i want to get this off my chest and you can shut down if you want to but i said all i need to say and i'm good with it or am i coming to i because i want to resolve does that make sense right so I have a dialect with myself and go, okay, how am I going to, how's this going to come across to him? I have to be thoughtful and mindful. I want to make my, my intent always is never to hurt your feelings. And my intent okay. is never to make you feel insignificant or to make you feel less than a man or to, to cut you at the knees. It's never my intent ever, ever, ever to be disrespectful to you or anything. I, I respect you too much for that. However, but my intent also is to be perfectly clear and authentic to myself that I don't just walk away making sure that you just the only person that feel good, but that I feel good too because we have a resolve. You, okay. you see what I'm saying? Yeah, I get that. So it really depends on what we're discussing. And if I'm heartfelt, I'll give you for instance, this is one he hates. He hates, hates, hates finances. Oh Lord, here we go. Yes. I love to talk about finances. 
every day, all day. <laughs> do not every day, all day. Wake up talking about finances. <laughs> go to bed talking about finances. <laughs> texting me about the numbers. I do not. She running numbers. Nanita run running numbers. numbers. I do. But look, um, so I'm just using this as a small Family, we got the same 13 bills, family. We do not have Our the bills same don't change. We got bills. the same we don't 13 bills. have the same And she want to talk bills. about these same 13 oh bills. Oh, my God. Every day. All day. So at first, I used to just come at you, and we get and he wouldn't want to talk about finances and talk about our bills. I love it. I have a book for our bills. I have a planner for our bills. Just love, love, love talking about the just bills. Give me love, my note card on what I need th- to pay. Yes, that. So this is the thing. So in the beginning, when I first started this with him, I would just come to him and be like, "No, no internal dialogue. Just like it's okay," because I'm thinking. He can handle it. So I'm like, babe, we need to pay these bills. We need to do this. Let's go ahead and have this meeting so we can talk about the bills and saving and being debt free and all this. So let's put, let's, let's plan everything for the whole month. And so that meeting would last about mm, 35, 40 minutes. With the same Oh my God! It's not the same family. thirteen bills. We only have thirteen <laughs> yeah. bills. Things happen family. per month. Things ha- kids' birthdays, taxes need to be paid, which is the Car same ch- time every year, baby. But it's still, it's still, it can happen differently. Maybe giving them less money than before. But anyway, so I had to learn that the way that I was coming to him was shutting him down because he didn't want you didn't want to talk about it. So I had to go, okay, I had to have an internal conversation with myself and say, Angela, he's not as excited <laughs> about finances and Dave Ramsey and, and, and David Bach and all your 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 money people. I as like you Dave Ramsey, are. but I don't want to talk about Dave Ramsey every day. I'm, we're not talking about him every day. So I so I said, How do I work this? So I had that internal conversation with myself. How do I make it where we can do this without you sitting at the table holding your head with an attitude for 35 whole minutes and not Mm -hmm. wanting to answer my questions? And so once I did that, I said, okay, so how do I talk to him in a way that he will be okay and we can get a resolve so we can do what we're geared to do at these financial meetings because he had an attitude every time. So I had to talk to myself about that. And then I realized the meeting was too long. Entirely too long. 35 minutes for him was too long. To discuss the same. It's not, if you say that one more time, oh, it's going to be violence in here. Don't do it. So, family, she I, beat me. Stop telling people that. So I said, okay. So I said, what about this? What if we have a financial meeting once a month for 15 minutes? Versus me saying him, babe, we're about to have this financial meeting. Can you please come into the living room so we could talk about this? I got the book, everything at the table, and I just need you to bring your calculator and stuff so we can calculate it. And I just want you to back me up. So once I calculate the numbers, can you back it up and make sure the numbers are right? And then once I calculate the numbers, <laughs> she calculate them again. <laughs> and then when she calculate them again, she want me to calculate them one no, more time no. to compare the numbers. To make think, sure all the numbers I don't even the think same. we answered this question. I don't even know if we answered this question. But my inner, I always do an inner dialogue first okay. before I come talk to you. It doesn't matter what we're going to talk about because I want to make sure that I'm clear. And okay. because, again, I have to remind, I'm speaking to a thinker. You're a huge thinker. So I have to make sure that I come correct with you or it's downhill from there. Well, here's the thing, though. Okay. Here's the thing. Go ahead. I'm not as an I'm not as evolved oh as you God. are. Oh my God. When it comes babe. to that. Okay. Go ahead. Um. So I yes I too have an inner dialogue. Okay. I think we all do. I think once again I think any time that we approach any conversation mm-hmm. or any situation, mm-hmm. I think it's human nature to kind of play that out in your mind mm-hmm. first before you get to mm-hmm. it. And for me, we're both competitive. We are very um, competitive people. And it's, it's oh crazy how competitive we are over some of the most simplest things. We are very competitive. Um, you come from a debate background. I do. Um, one, of the th- one thing that my wife doesn't really talk about, my wife has a law degree. Mm. My wife is going to be a lawyer. I was. Um, she was a paralegal for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has that law mindset. She has mm-hmm. that law, I'm going to argue you down type <laughs> mindset. Where for me... I have a debate background. I did debate in high school. I love debate. Um, 
I'm not always right. But, but even you when think I'm, you are. But hold on, let me finish. Go ahead. I'm not always right. Right. But even when I'm wrong, I still have the possibility of being right. So therefore, I'm right more than I'm wrong. Bruh, please. I'm just saying. Bruh, please. There's, please, bruh. I'm just saying, even the things. Bruh. All I'm saying is that even the things bruh. that I say that may be inaccurate, there's still some accuracy to it. Where? So therefore, that I am right. Is I'm junk. just saying, I am right 99.9% of the time. You need to stop this. All I'm saying. Oh, you be trying so, to get me. Don't inner, get me. I'm just saying. Go ahead. So my inner dialogue is that, to be honest, I'm trying to figure out a way how to approach this where I can win. <laughs> just being honest. So every conversation. So here I am over here being thoughtful about your feelings. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you feel significant. Yes. And I ain't making you feel less than a man. Yes. And you over there talking about. How can I win? How can I win? How can I win this conversation? Oh, we got a problem, bro. I'm just saying. So I, I didn't know this was a competition now. Yeah. But now that I'm clear. See, I've, this is why I like the Crenshaw Corner. Because you learn stuff you didn't know. But here's the thing. Oh, now. Got you. But I'm not playing dirty. Okay. Okay. I'm not. I would never disrespect you. And I'm going to tell you sure. why I would never. Dis- it's a few reasons why I would never disrespect okay, you. Okay, go ahead. A, because all jokes aside, you are the most important person on this earth to me. Me, I love you. Before everybody else, before it all, you are the most important thing on this earth to me. Mm-hmm. So, and I will protect you at all costs. Yes. Even if it means protecting you from myself. Yes, sir. So, I would never disrespect you. I would never purposely hurt your feelings. Mm-hmm. I would never do any of that. Right. Oh, but if I can figure out a way <laughs> to turn this in my favor, wow! Not being disrespectful, but still wow. turning this to my favor to win. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm like the Houston Astros out here. I'm still in signs. O M G. My my sports heads will get that joke. I didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't laugh. My sports I didn't know what was joke. happening there. But yeah, I'm looking. I'm always looking for a competitive advantage. So I'm over here loving and gentle and flowers. Yeah, and you over there. My inner dialogue is trying to find a competitive advantage. Oh my goodness! In every in every interaction with you, okay, <laughs> being honest with the truth, table, every interaction with you that I have, I am looking for a way to win that interaction. How does that work for you? I I win some of the times. Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Not, um, not all the time. I don't win as much as I would like to when it comes to and that. That's okay, and it's not yeah. going to happen either. Now. So I would love to be able to say that, you know, I have my inner dialogue and yes, I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, of the of having you in mind first and I want to make sure that you're able to get your thoughts and opinions out. Uh-huh. I want to make sure I validate your opinions. Right. Uh-huh. I want to make sure as a couple that we're together in this. Right. I would love to be able to say all that. Yeah. But if I said that, I'll be lying. Mm, don't lie. Don't lie. Because to the I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can I take what she say? Mm-hmm. Use that against her, mm-hmm. and then make her come over to my side. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a Jedi mind trick every time. Mm-hmm. This is not the George you're looking for. But this every time. But this is not the wife you don't try that with because True. That, True that doesn't True happen. That. You're a little strong willed. I'm very strong willed. I am. So funny story. Funny story. Um, family. Oh Lord. Has nothing to do with anything, but I gotta say this. Go ahead. So once again, um, twenty years together. So. Um, also, what brought in that trying to survive in different cultures. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I was born and raised in Charlotte, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's why I was born and raised. I spent the majority of my life here. I went away for a while, but I came back. This is where I'm from. <laughs> All right. Even and I always say, even though I'm from the country, there's nothing country about me. This but is true. That's, now, it, that's, I, that's the absolute truth. On the flip side of that, my wife was raised in Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> she was born in Brooklyn. She came down south for a little bit as a child, but she moved back to Brooklyn. She spent the majority of her Brooklyn, life in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, where you at? Brooklyn, yes. And that's I where love, she's from. Love New York. Oh my God. Love Best Brooklyn. I do a die. Best I do a die. Madison and Marcy. <laughs> but anyway, so that was a culture there too. She's a northerner. I'm a southerner. How we do things is a little different. Mm-hmm. So when when my wife and I first got married, twenty some odd years ago. And the first time I went home with her mm-hmm. and I went to Brooklyn mm-hmm. and she took me around all her old neighborhoods mm-hmm. and we walking we down the tour. street, you know, the tour of Brooklyn and she's showing me places she used to live, places she used to hang mm-hmm. out, um, meeting old friends of hers. Mm-hmm. And we went down her old block. We did. And it was a bunch of old heads. Oh, my God. Standing on the block. Bovan. My God. Bovan. I miss For anybody Bovan. who was raised with me in Brooklyn, you know Bovan. <laughs> So my goodness, walking, my God! We walking down the block, 
bunch of old heads, and out of nowhere, they just start yelling, yo, has she hit you in the eye yet? So rude and disrespectful. My wife's a fighter. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So apparently, my wife would just haul off and just punch dudes in the eye. I think it was good to fight guys because I I was raised with guys. Yeah. I had more so, guys than girls. So this is what I'm dealing with. This is what I'm dealing with, family. So yeah. I'm dealing with a person who's a fighter by nature. <laughs> and she's trying to figure out why in my inner dialogue, I'm trying to figure out how to win these, these, no. these conversations. No. Because by nature, family, she's a fighter. Because she does, but but look, but but I'm thoughtful. Because see, I'm over here being thoughtful. I'm being thoughtful over on my side of town. You over there being a straight thug. So I don't know. So do you? So when I when we have these dialogues, yes. Question for you: Have I ever made you feel insignificant or or disrespected or like? Honestly, Mm -hmm. you have. Have I? You have. When? It's it's sometimes really, and I know you're not doing it on purpose. Okay, but mm-hmm. when you're dealing with two people that always have to be right. Okay, and so I'm a person that I have to be right. Mm-hmm. You're a person that has to be right. Mm-hmm. So, and it kind of goes to what we touched on earlier. So, what happens is that because you have to be right so bad mm-hmm. that you're already figuring figuring out the right thing to say to make you right mm-hmm. that you're not always listening to mm-hmm. what I say. But can I, I beg to differ? I'm not thinking of the right thing to say to make me right. I'm thinking of how do I say and let you hear my perspective. So it's not me trying to be right. So I have to correct you on that. It's me. My my dialogue is like, I need him to hear my perspective on what he's saying because you're so hard driven on what you're saying that's correct. And you're so hard driven on I need, I'm making this statement, but, but that's not where I'm coming from. And I have to make sure because you have a tendency of when you say, when you finish your sentence, uh, 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 throw the mic down, done, what? Nah. So every now and then you're that nah, nah. So every now and then (laughs) I got to interject. And be like, bruh, nah, that's not what I was feeling. That's not what I was thinking. But when the conversation over, the conversation over. See, I don't, I don't like the way that makes me feel. Because that, because sometimes when you do that, I know I got to interject because you're not, you be like the conversation over. I have said nothing that I felt. And what I'm not fit to do, mm-hmm, fence people, is not get it off my chest. I'm not going to be walking around with this stuff. But I gave you, you all kind of openness to get it off your chest. It's not my fault if you didn't get it off when, your chest. When, when, you finish the, when you finish and drop the mic? I was done at that point. No, no. Because when you're done, then your ears are done. So, That's what being done means. But <laughs> I'm not done. I'm not done. That's so, not my fault, though. No, sir. So that's my way of going, no, no, no. This is where we are. Then you should have finished first because I'm Whatever, done. sucker. Whatever. And I think that's where now that we're living, we understand that now. Yeah. We we we're we having fun with the dialect and, and all of that good stuff, but we understand now where we are and we have the capability to communicate without so much other stuff running through our head now. Now we it's us, you know? And and we're having a good time and we are thinking about the future far as our not not like our creative side i think now for us now we've more of our creative side has came out now i believe that yeah we're we're that. very creative now uh, what even when we decide to do the podcast or even when you decide to finish your books like the, uh me just saying okay i want whatever i want to do it, we're so much more creative than we've ever been 2020 is the year of yes the year of yes and that's what we decided 2020 would be the year of yes and that whoever asked us to do speaking engagements, yes. You know, as long as they, yes. Um, you know, ask us to do something, yes. It, it was just, it's just a year of yes for right. us. You know, and I think that because so many, I keep hitting this mic. Mike, you saw that? Please stop hitting the mic. I'm not hitting the mic. Because for so long, they had there was a lot of no's because of the way we were doing life at the time. Right. And it was a season, and it was a fantastic season. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to talk. It was a fantastic season, but now this is a new season and this is an even better season. You know, I don't regret the, the, the raising the kids, the bills, the parents. I don't regret any of that. And we did survive it by the way. Bravo. Bravo. To us. We did. We did. But now 
This is our living season where our kids even want us to live. They'd be like, what y'all doing? Where y'all going? What you? They're even excited for us to see this side of us because this side looks different than the side that they've known when we raised them, you know, because it was do this, do this. Now it's like, okay, that's what you're doing. Okay, then. Okay, we're uh, here for you. So I got one more question for you. What's up with these questions? One more question. Mm-hmm. So in the previous podcast, I posed a question to you. Mm-hmm. If you could go back to mm-hmm. the version of yourself right before we got married, yeah. what advice would you give her? Mm-hmm. So let's fast forward a little bit because mm-hmm. we're, we're two decades into this. Right. Right. We're 20 years into our marriage. Mm-hmm. So let's say if you had the opportunity to go back 10 years. Mm-hmm. So 2010. Okay. Just celebrate now 10 year, 10 year wedding anniversary. Okay. And you have the opportunity to go back to that version of Angela, the 42 okay. year old version of Angela. Mm-hmm. What advice would you give her? To make that the year of yes to. To make it the, the year of yes, that you can have a balance. You don't have to think that you can't. Not You can have it all in balance. That you can do it all in balance, right. you know, and that don't concern yourself that right now you've raised, even as teenagers, they're incredible human beings, they're incredible people. You've raised incredible human beings. You don't have to worry so much about them, you know, let them go, let them do whatever they want to do and just always be there for them versus trying to control what they do. Cause right. I think there was a lot of fear that made me try to control a lot of things that they did when they were teenagers and young. And of course that's what we do. Right. But I believe that I, 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 I should have been less controlling and more letting them do and believing that every prayer that I ever prayed for my children would manifest because here we are another 10 years and everything that we've prayed for our children has manifest, you know, praying for them to be great people, praying for them to be loving and kind, praying for them to have someone that they will love them as well. Those things have manifest and they're these incredible people. And I think that I would have told her, relax a little bit, just relax. It's okay. Okay. I promise you it's okay. And then also, um, relax on Sanchez too. relax on it's he's okay. He's all right. You know, I just thought about 10 years ago, you were going too fast. You were going up the corporate ladder a little right. bit quicker than I wanted you to go. And of course, it's not my choice. That's not what I'm saying. But there was a part of me that was like, slow down. Just just slow down. And a part of me, I, I was concerned that maybe because you had such a big family that you were chasing money, you know, because you were making good money, you know. And I felt like maybe you were chasing money and I didn't want you to do that. I wanted you to have your sanity. I wanted you to have your peace. I knew that we would be okay. So, but I would have said into, you know, that time period, give him a, give him a break, give him a break. Don't, Hmm. don't, if that's what he want to do for right now, don't stop him. Don't stop his shine, you know, let him do it. And if you see that it's progressing to something, then at that point, talk to him. Have that dial, inner dialect with yourself and then have the dialect with him of how you feel and why you feel the way that you feel. So I think that would have been what I would have done. How about you? What would you have done? What would you have said? Actually, it's amazing that you said that mm-hmm. because my advice to the 32-year-old version of Sanchez um, going into our 10th year of marriage would have been slow down. Mm-hmm. Wow. It would have been yeah because... I was so busy trying to take care of you mm-hmm. that I was neglecting you mm. because I was so busy working so much. And I think that time I may have had a second job as well. Cause yeah, you did. I <laughs> tend to keep two jobs. Yeah, you did. So I was, you know, working up the corporate ladder, putting in at that time, really 50, almost 60 hours a week. Right. At the main job, going to a second job. Mm -hmm. I was so busy trying to take care of you and so busy trying to provide for you and so busy trying to give you what I thought you needed that I wasn't spending time with you. Yeah. That I wasn't I wasn't I was. I wasn't taking I wasn't taking care of you for the lack of a better term, because what I thought you needed was not what you needed. Mm-hmm. And because we never had really had that conversation and I was going by an old way of thinking that you just got to provide, 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 provide. Wow. Not realizing there are different ways to do that. Yes. The Bible say a man who does not work does not eat. Yes. The man is the head of the household. Yes. The man is the provider. Yes. The man is the covering. Right. But that means so much more than just financial. Financial, yes. That means so much more Absolutely. than just getting up, going to work, 
putting in 60 hours a yeah. week at a job, coming home and then not doing anything else, being too tired to talk to your wife, being too tired to go out with your wife, um, being aggravated because your wife want to talk to you. But yet you say you're doing this all this for your wife. Right. Wow. So the advice wow, wow, wow. That, the advice I would have gave to myself is slow down, mm-hmm. pay more attention because you're not paying attention. Mm. Because if you were paying attention, you would realize that your wife is unhappy. Mm. You would realize that this bothers her. You would realize that you are more important than that paycheck that you get. Mm -hmm. And that would have been the advice. And I think if I would have done that, I think we would have been closer to living as a married couple. Yeah. Ten years ago than we are now. Than we are now. Because once again, and I, I said this earlier, I was so caught up in trying to provide for you and so trying to take care of you that I was doing more damage. Mm. I was doing more harm than good. Wow. So that would be the advice that I would have gave myself 10 years ago. Wow. Well, family, um, we want to thank you. Hopefully, once again, hopefully you gleaned something from this. <laughs> I know we kind of went a little bit everywhere. We, went, um, we always are everywhere. We but, try to but stay But once again, once on again, task. family. We warned you guys from the beginning. This is our therapy session. Yes. You just happen to be listening Listen, to it. You don't know what you're going to get. You really don't know what you're going to get. You don't know get. what you're going to get. Um, but hopefully, like I said, hopefully you gleam something um, from this conversation. Hopefully you enjoyed this conversation. And then as always, this is interactive. So please yeah. feel free. Reach out to us. The email address is thecrenshawcorner at gmail.com. Once again, thecrenshawcorner, all one word, at gmail.com. Thank mm. you for listening and family. Yeah. Welcome to our journey. Welcome to we love you guys. Bye.